part of what is the win as far as if you're, you know, you're in a nine to five, you have a side hustle, you're dreaming big about what's possible is to think about your B2B model in a way that it could be recurring. So for me, I put a lot of effort in okay. trying to nurture that relationship and get them to then use us, get a contract on the B2B. But then like this, this one school that I just was using as an example is one of our partners. It's every single year, about 130 kids go through my course. Wow. But it's recurring. So once you put that work in yes. and you continue to facilitate the relationship and show up strong and serve well, now it's almost turnkey for us year after year after year. Wow. Hi, I am a boy in Baru, a corporate girl who also has multiple passions. When I'm not at my nine to five, I spend time focusing on growing my small side business that I love. I created from Stack to Unstoppable podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies to help you get unstuck from limiting beliefs and find your purpose. If you're a professional, a nine to fiver, or an aspiring entrepreneur, and are looking to get out of your comfort zone, use your God-given talents and passion, you, my friend, are in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of From Stack to Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Wambo Imbaru. Now, if you work with one-on-one -on -one clients, especially if you have a nine-to-five, you likely feel limited because you can only fit so many people on your calendar. Now, my guest today is joining me to talk about how she transitioned her business model from a one-on-one -on -one to a B2B model and how you can too. My guest's name is Lisa Maka-Robbins. She's a distinguished coach and she's also an entrepreneur. She has a flagship course called Launch Career Clarity, and it's specifically tailored for families with teenagers. So if it's something that relates to college selection, application and admission, Lisa does it all. It transforms their journey from a state of confusion and overwhelm to one of motivation it gives them clarity and confidence about that post-graduation prospect. Now, this is the course that Lisa transitioned from one-on-one -on -one to working with different schools across the nation. Complementing this course, she has a podcast called College and Career Clarity, and this serves as a navigational aid for families in that transition. So as you can tell, Lisa's plate is full. But she also talks about how she manages to stay focused and centered with her goals. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's bring Lisa in. Hi there, Lisa. Thank you so much for being on my show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a fun conversation. It will be. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. So thanks for making the time. Absolutely. So now, for those who don't know you, uh, please tell my listeners who you are and what you do. So my name is Lisa Marker Robbins, and I mean, at the heart of it, I'm a teacher and a coach, right? That's if I just had to say one or two words, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher. And all the way back in 1991, when I graduated college, 
I was a teacher. I was a classroom teacher. So that's why I always say I'm still a teacher at heart. I, I love to inspire growth and a can-do attitude for those I serve. Now who I serve, really, there's a couple different buckets. So for the last 30 plus years, okay. I have supported teenagers and their parents because you know, quite frankly, we're all in this together, helping support our kiddos. I've helped them just navigate what comes after high school. So the heart of it is I have a course called Launch Career Clarity, where we help teenagers get clear on what comes after graduation, get clear on the career that aligns to them and what college and college major would get them there. And if they're not college bound, we help them too. So, you know, teenagers have to figure out, you and I have kids that are in college. Yes. We have to figure out like what comes after graduation. The clock is ticking on that. Yeah. And there are some very real deadlines. So we love to step in, help teens understand their wiring and begin with the end in mind. Like focus on that 40 plus years that you're gonna work instead of just like, oh, the four-year college experience. Like, you know, let's, let's be in this for a long game. And then my other hat, still a coach, okay. is I'm an executive coach for individuals who are maybe at a C level or they're most of the people I serve are business owners and they're trying to get that work-life balance they're trying to achieve at work and in their personal life as well. And I support them in that. Wow, that's beautiful. I love the two hats that you wear because it's really the, both developing people to be the best at what they do with their students and then with the executive coaching. Now, I wish I knew you when I had, uh, we were working on uh, my twins going to college three years ago because it was a lot. It was a lot. It is a lot. I always say to families, like, especially being on the other side of it, my husband and I have five kids total. So, and I also have twins. Nice. So my twins are 22. They're the youngest. Okay. You're at, like, if any of your listeners are, you know, you and I can sit here and go like, oh, the kids are in college or out of the house. You know, it, we, we have more time, right? Yeah. There is never a busier time. And I see this with both my executive coaching clients who have families and those that I serve in launch career clarity, like you have so many demands on all the things we should do. Yes. And we have competing priorities. I mean, we've got to say no to a lot of things. We've got to make sure we're saying the right yeses and the right no's. And I would just say, like, we have supported thousands of people before and you can get there and there will be ease when you go at it with intention. Yeah. And then you'll be able to have a deep sigh of relief when you get those kids to the finish line. I, I know. I know that. I know that. I, I believe that. And I, and, and I know you have, uh, you work a lot with, um, uh, is it uh, schools? You've got, you've got we do. So, yeah, it's interesting. Launch Career Clarity, which is now our course, which we get in there they take the berkman personality assessment we coach them through our three-step framework in the course and give them life support but it was born originally out of a one-on-one -on -one model that we were just delivering to families and then what happened was in 2018 i end up in a forbes article about how to increase your roi on your college investment okay. that kind of ex yeah it kind of exploded things right and so oh. the 
the reach then goes beyond Cincinnati, Ohio, where I live, and it became national, and there were just not enough hours in the day, and I really feel called to use my expertise in this area to support families. So I'm like, we got to come up with a better way of doing this. So the original intent with the course was, let's just support and help more families to, to inspire them and get them out of like confusion and overwhelm so that they're motivated, clear, and confident. And then what happened was schools went, oh, wait a second, we have all these high school families and I mean, honestly, God love the school counselors and the college counselors who are in the school setting. Yeah. They have so many demands on their plate and it's even more since COVID. Yeah. And so what we provide is the insights of like, how does your hardwired personality align with the career, the career path that you're going to choose mm -hmm. after high school? They can't be an expert on that as a school or college counselor or your, your teen's teacher can't be. So all of a sudden these schools started saying like, wait, 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 I, I want that for our school. So we took the model that we have where we serve one-on-one -on -one, and now we take it into schools as well. Right. And we support them um, just as a partner really with okay. the schools. Yeah. That's really good, the one-to-many. So you're solving more than just the one-on-one -on -one, uh, with the parents. So you, 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 those, the students are taking this, uh, your, the course is it the students who take the, the course your clarity yeah. that's a really great question yeah. it is and we invite their parents in i mean i truly believe that if they're college mound or even if they're you're just like they're going to go directly into employment or maybe some other type of training that journey is really a family journey right. the outcome is for the teenager Yes. to get something solved for them, right? So the outcome is centered on the teen, but we're supporting the family. You know, you did this with your twins. Right. I did this with our kids and continue to navigate. I mean, as a parent of five adults, yeah. we continue to navigate life with our children. So parents are encouraged to curate a weekly conversation with their teenager around the work that we're doing. When we have our live monthly Q&A, parents and teens are invited in. It's funny, last year there was a family where that just now they've graduated and they're, they're not in the course with us anymore, but the mom, the kid did not wanna be on with the parents sitting next to them. They're like, oh, like, get away from me, mom. Like, you know, and that's normal. I mean, that's normal. that, yeah, I celebrate that. I go, oh my gosh, that means you have a normal teenager, even though as a parent, it can feel like, ugh. Mm -hmm. But the parent dialed into our live calls from a different room in the house on their laptop. Yeah. And the teen was on their laptop in a different room in the house. So we were supporting all of them and they weren't getting on each other's nerves. Of course, of course. <laughs> Which often happens with teenagers, right? It is hard. That it resonates so well because two weeks ago, my girls had a family weekend. Now they yeah. went to Sarah Lawrence College in New York. And um, so when we went there, the first thing the president told us as parents, don't worry, if your child doesn't want you to be here, it's understandable. But you're in this journey together. 
And then, so she was telling us, you know, you still guide them if they're juniors, let them know where, you know, they need to go to their career office and start looking into like internships and stuff like that. So I totally get it. It's, you know, sometimes our teenagers don't want to, you know, for well, us to be there, to participate. Like, right. This stage of life that they're at, they're yeah. like psychologically, they're still developing. We all know that frontal lobe's not done till they're 25 and out of college, right? So they're fighting and forging their independence and still needing you as well. My daughter, who's a senior in college, she always tells me she reserves the right to decide when she wants to adult and when she wants to have her mom step in. And uh -huh. sometimes it'll be like, hey, mom, can you make that doctor's appointment for me? And I'll jokingly go like, I thought you were an adult. She goes, no, 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 not this time. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Where there is their support and their safety net and their greatest cheerleader. Yeah, that is that's funny that she decides when she wants to adopt and when she wants mommy to step in. But it's all good. We love that. it. It is good. Exactly. Yeah. It's all good. So now with this B2B model, how can uh someone who's a coach like my audience or my audience is um uh professional who have nine to fives and then they also have side businesses and some are coaches how can they benefit from this uh kind of b2b model that you have um or rather so how can they do that how can they yeah how do you do it i you know i served nearly three thousand people one-to-one -one before wow. i did my b2b right mm -hmm. so what i learned from that, it's just like I, I live launched my course for a couple years, mm -hmm. and now we have it into an always available evergreen offer, right? right? I think what we learn from the one to one and what I learned from like live launching helps inform what's next because you get so you don't throw out the one on one, but look at it as it's teaching you some really deep lessons that will help you serve better on the B2B. The B2B, while I would say they're harder to close the deal mm -hmm. and, and get that contract, whatever it might look like, because it could look a little different ways as you and I have talked about previously. As you think about that, you're gonna have to put a lot of work out up front, right? Because that initial conversation might start with the person who's not the stakeholder that needs to make the decision. Right. But nurturing that along the way, if you like the model we have is we've served a college graduating class. So like one of our school partners is a private high school. They take every single junior through our course every year. So that's almost like a subscription model in the B2B piece. So I would I would encourage your listeners to think about it through that lens you know, a one and done, you worked really hard to get that B2B contract, but then like you fulfilled it and you're finished. Mm -hmm. I think part of what is the win as far as if you're, you know, you're in a nine to five, you have a side hustle, you're dreaming big about what's possible is to think about your B2B model in a way that it could be recurring. So for me, I put a lot of effort in Okay. trying to nurture that relationship and get them to then use us get a contract on the b2b but then like this this one school that i just was using as an example as one of our partners 
it's every single year, about 130 kids go through my course. Wow. But it's recurring. So once you put that work in yes. and you continue to facilitate the relationship and show up strong and serve well, now it's almost turnkey for us year after year after year. Wow. That's beautiful that you get that consistent, uh, you know, income from just- It is because it allows a lot of other things and my businesses to take place. Yes. Yes. And it's that work that you, the foundational work that you did before that you were patient with, because it's like I said, it's not like the one-to-one. -one. Um, it takes a long time to even just get that contract, I assume. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Years. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the first time with this, so that first school that now we're like in year six of doing the entire graduating class every year, the counselor first asked me about like, would something like that ever be possible? And this is even before I had the course. Yeah. It took us three, four years before we even, it, the dream became a reality, but they continued to advocate that. I think that's another piece. Like I had a key contact within the school in this case, or maybe it's a business, right? You get a key contact, continue to nurture them and arm them with okay. the information and the resources they need to advocate. And when you do that really well, I gotta be honest, like a lot of times I don't ever end up having to have a conversation with somebody who is the final decision maker because mm -hmm. I've armed my advocate where we have a natural synergy really well with how they can advocate for us. Wow, that's really great information there. Now, Lisa, you have uh, a number of successful businesses. Yes, I, I basically have three businesses currently. Wow, how do you stay consistent and, and uh, with the podcast? You have a podcast, you have your news, news uh, weekly newsletter. How do you stay consistent with three businesses? So time management and, and honestly, my really strategic and dialed in goals okay. inform me on how I'm going to spend my time. So this is really, you know, when I talk about my executive coaching business, which I keep a, a roster of 10 executive coaching clients and okay. I have a waiting list, I could do more Wow! if I wanted to. But I choose not to because I'm saying no to those opportunities, which is saying yes to being able to have the capacity to grow my with my launch career clarity course. The company's always actually called Flourish Coaching. So, you know, if I took everybody off my wait list who wants executive coaching and business coaching with me, um, I wouldn't have any time to do yeah. a weekly newsletter. Like we literally with intention. Yes. In May of 2021, I started the Flourish Coaching Weekly Newsletter way before I had a podcast. I didn't have a podcast until January of 2022. Okay. And I made a commitment to showing up every single week in my community's inbox. I have never missed a week of my weekly newsletter since May 2021. That's what amazes me. You have never missed a weekly, never, not, not even. Never missed a single wow. week. And we started the podcast. I actually, my birthday's in January. So the year that I started the podcast, it had been a dream. Okay. Well, I'll go, I'll go back to this part in a second, but okay. I started the podcast as my birthday gift to myself in okay. January 
of 2022. So that we're going nice on gift to give yourself. Two years. It was. I'm like, this is how we're going to celebrate this year. Yeah. And so I've never missed a weekly podcast. And we have our hundredth episode of yeah. the it's called College and Career Clarity is the podcast. We have our hundredth episode in December of 23. So we're almost there. We already recorded it. It's so good. It's a, oh a panel gosh. episode. Okay. And so we did something a little different. It was such a great conversation. Okay. Um, but like, if I said to myself, oh, I'm going to take people off the wait list who I would love to serve all of them, but we just can't, we have to say no to some stuff. Yes. I would never be able to do a weekly email for two and a half years. I would never be able to do a hundred weekly podcast episodes over a two year period. It just wouldn't be possible. So it's identifying what's your vision? What are the goals quarter by quarter that's going to get you to that vision that you have? Okay. And then those goals and that vision inform you of what to say yes to and what to say no to. And so I, going back to what I was going to say, you know, the podcast was an idea in June, July of 2021. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. And I had to say no to that idea. Okay. At I that time for now, January, 2020. Yes. So I, so I go like, it's June 21. And I'm like, you don't have capacity because I had not yet live launched my course for the first time. I was working on the content. I was recording my course. I was building out my course platform and all of the assets we use to support families. And I truly felt called to do this work. And I knew that if I allowed the podcast to start, I podcasts aren't that hard to get up and started. Like it, yeah. it takes a couple months, right? Yes. You got to get a logo, a name, you got to just find some guests and start recording if you're going to do guest episodes, which you do and I do. So I knew I wouldn't achieve my vision and my goals if I allowed myself to chase that shiny object. So I said no to it for now. Like I keep on my Trello board a future ideas list. And okay. honestly, <laughs> most of them I never end up going after, but I can park the idea that sparks in my brain. Yes. And then I come back to it and I'm like, okay, now we're going to say yes to this one, but oh my gosh, those other five, that was a fun idea. No, we're not going to do it. Fun. Right. I love that intention and the clarity and then having that vision. And I know you do your personal and professional vision, right? You have that? Yes, I do. So, yep. you, so then you decide, okay, what are the two goals? or two or three goals you're going to do every quarter. And I limit, I think that what you just said right there is key. It is two to three goals. I think a mistake that many people make is they've got a whole list of goals that if you do that, you're just gonna stay in overwhelm. Yes. And I also think that a lot of people, what probably is just a project, like a short-term project, they identify it as a goal and it's not like, I think that would be something and encourage your listeners to get really clear on, or maybe a project mm -hmm. is a subcategory of a goal. Like when I said, okay, I'm going to do this launch career clarity course. I identified five steps okay. to get me there. And as it developed, there were more things, more projects that came in, but there weren't actually new goals. And so the end goal was like in a year, I'll have this course. I mean, I'm thinking way out, right? Yeah. 
If somebody asks for time on my calendar six months from now, it pro I'm already booked up. I already know what I'm centered on. I, I don't have room to do a new project. Yeah. And so I had this long-term goal of like the course will launch in September of 2021. Okay. That was a goal more than a year before that. Wow. And then I went, okay, so that means that 2020 Q4 goal is I ran a beta program. Okay. Q1, I got a website. All right. Q2, we got all of our branding and our brand script and we started our newsletter and we started our social media channels so we could start to get brand awareness. Great. Q3, develop the content for the course. Q4, live launch for the first time. Wow, so that's a year. It's a year. Wow, that's very well organized. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like it can overwhelm you because you have it all planned. Q1, this is what I'm gonna do. Q2, yes, on and on. That's very I'm gonna listen to this podcast over and over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and sometimes you've gotta also go like sometimes I could have discovered something along the way. Well, one of them that I discovered was in the middle of the course creation, I was like, I am tired of writing blogs, which I had blogged for years and for my other third company as well. I'm like, I love talking to people. I love yeah. like what you and I are doing, right? Yes, I love and it. so that's where the, like, I learned in the middle of it, like I think there's a place for a podcast, which is content generation to serve people and lead people to my course. Yes. But I paused it. But then I made room for it a, a couple quarters later. Quarters later. Yes, I love I love podcasting. It's really I love I used to blog, but I find that talking to people, I enjoy it so much. I think people in this day and age also like consuming videos and podcasts. I think how we consume content's really changed as yes. a society. Right. And so being in tune with that, if it's if conversations are something you like to have, then you know, I don't love my solo episodes as much on my podcast, although some of those topics are quite popular. Okay. I'd always rather talk to somebody. I've listened to some of your solo podcasts. They are really good. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, um, most of my listeners, as well as myself, have struggled with imposter syndrome, uh, that self-doubt of putting ourselves out there. Now, as a person, as an entrepreneur who's had these successful three businesses, have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Do you deal with it? And how have you handled it? Okay, every single day. Oh, okay. And if anybody ever says they've never had imposter syndrome, I'm just going to say they're not being honest, okay. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it shows up in different ways and it gets better every single way, but it's still going to show up in a different way. So if I go way back in time before we were before Zoom existed and my first company into the, you know, entrepreneurial journey of supporting families was a test prep and academic coaching and independent college counseling company. And so we would do an annual like big event, right? And to educate people, it was our free event that we did one time a year. And we'd have a couple hundred people show up locally. Okay. Then one time Procter & Gamble asked me to do a speaking event for some of their executives who were um, 
living here in the United States, but they're maybe from Europe or, you know, they, they and they weren't emigrating. They were just here for a time to support them in understanding the U.S. educational system, college options, things like that. And I remember, even though I was very comfortable presenting, I got on that stage and I, I, I before I got on the stage, I was like almost, I didn't have a panic attack, but imposter syndrome set in and it was not that familiar of a feeling to me. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? What's happening? <laughs> and a friend of mine who was working with me, she said, you know your stuff. They yeah. don't know it. They know Tampax tampons, Crest toothpaste, Charmin toilet paper, these are all Procter & Gamble brands. And you're not talking to them about that. You're talking about your area of expertise. Wow. And it calmed me. Yeah. And I took the stage and I was to totally fine. So then fast forward, you know, then like Instagram starts and oh, we're all supposed to be doing video and reels, right? Videos, yes. Oh my gosh. I had such imposter syndrome around that at first and I, I was my, we're all our own worst critic. Let me remind oh, yeah. all of us. Oh, yes. And I would probably record a reel 20 times. Oh my goodness. If that so makes everybody feel better. Oh yeah, I'd like record it, delete. I mean, cause I record mine on my phone and then I upload them into Instagram. And so I'd record, I'd watch it. I'd be like, oh, I might look the wrong way or I said that word stupidly or whatever. I would delete it. I mean, it would be like 15, 20 times, okay. not a very good use of time for somebody who prides herself on efficiency, right? Okay. And so now I just had to submit content for my social media manager this week. And I did two reels for them on the first take and I don't even rewatch them. <laughs> like I just got like, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to show up to empty rooms on, you know, a Facebook live and just talk, but I know that people are going to go back and watch it later yes. and you just keep showing up and it gets easier and yes. know that there's probably another imposter syndrome around the corner, but you've already done hard things yes. and you're going to get over this new hard thing also. Oh, I love that, that it gets better and it's especially with practice. And then there's another yes. thing and you, you've done it before. So yes, you can do it. You've done it before. You can do hard things. You can do hard things. You can do hard things. Lisa, this is very good conversation. I can talk on and on and on, but I want to be respectful of your time. But please tell my listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. So Flourish Coaching Co., is our handle on most social places, not on Twitter. On Twitter, you can find me by my name, Lisa Marker Robbins. On LinkedIn, Flourish Coaching Co. And I'm also on there as Lisa Marker Robbins. And, you know, the if your listeners have a teenager and they're like, yeah, I don't want to mess up this college major and college selections, we have a free complimentary video. It's me teaching for about an hour. Um, we give, they can watch it at their leisure. They get six days access to it and they can find that at flourishcoachingco.com forward slash video. And it's really how to like not mess up your teenager so that they don't have limited future options or make choices that can't be undone that don't align with who they are. Perfect. Perfect. This is going to be very helpful. I have many friends who have kids in, call, um, in, in high school. And I know my listeners as well will benefit from this. So 
Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. I appreciate you. I appreciate so much of what everything that you've talked about here today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad we're in each other's worlds. Thank you. So if you're frustrated because you can only make so much money and reach a limited number of people, I would like for you to start exploring what it would look like to adapt a B2B model. And even though it takes a lot of effort in nurturing relationships, once you get that contract, the rewards are greater than having just that one-on-one -on -one because you get that recurring revenue and then you get an opportunity to make a bigger impact. So I'd like for you to take action. Write down who you serve. What are their pain points? What industry are they in? What are the solutions that you offer? And why are they perfect for them? Then write down who are the decision makers in the organizations that you want to work for? What is the size of the organization? You know, what's the number of employees? What is the workplace culture or their beliefs? And then go find them. And how you do this is you can join a professional organization, you can join a community organization, just start networking with them and build that relationship. I can't wait to see what you make out of this. I would love to hear from you. So get in touch with me at Instagram, amwamboyg.mburo, and I would love to hear how you're doing with this B2B model. And if you know anyone who might benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share it. Until next time, take care. Now, if you're tired of being stuck in limiting patterns, but know that you're made for more, but these beliefs are holding you back from moving to the next level of your career or your business, I have three open one-on-one -on -one coaching spots beginning today. In this one-on-one -on -one coaching program, I am going to holistically assess your level of fulfillment in all the key areas of your life so you can foster that bulletproof mindset and have clarity and that courage to succeed in your life and your career. So please go to the show notes here and book a 30 minutes discovery call. You're going to see a link there. Book a call with me so we can see how I can support you. You can also go to my Instagram page, which is wamboyg.burrow and click on the link tree in my bio and get the link there as well. I hope to see you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take time to review and read it. It's the fastest and easiest way to say thank you for creating this content. Until next time, keep thriving. I cannot wait to see you next week. Take care now.